Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. My oh my, is this episode worth just fighting through the extra noise, the audio clicks, the extra shenanigans and everything that goes along with it and here before we ever get you started. Here's your parental warning. All right. This one is a little uh, rougher than your normal Under Pressure Outdoors podcast. This week, I have compiled several smaller recordings that we took on the river, off the river, in the camps, in the boats. You can hear the water splashing and the... Lions being cast out across the river, catching fish and fish coming in the boat, losing fish. I mean, it's just a, a whole myriad of stories and tales and uh, with a little bit of rough language in between from some of the guys. And But I hope that you can sit down and, and listen to this uh, little over an hour of content we've got here that just brings you and immerses you into what the Swanee River, the 50-mile Swanee River fishing expedition was for us and the, the memories we made there. And we are really so deeply looking forward to next year. We hope you guys will join us. So uh, sit down, buckle in, keep your finger on the volume knob because things get a little loud and things get a little quiet with the wind and everything else. Uh, but uh, the stories are worth, the stories are worth fighting through, especially at the end when you get to the lady shame. The pirates and the lady shame, but uh, enjoy. All right, day one, I get to the ramp at nine oh two, and there's a truck down there, and I can't get down there till nine thirty. And then some guy who says, because some people don't know boat ramp etiquette apparently, and then some guy who says, make sure to ramp by nine o'clock. Sharp. Shows up at 10.07. <laughs> and that's how it all started. At 11.15 we leave, and 11.20 we're saving Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's even better than Private Ryan. I forget what time it was, but I said, uh, I said hey man, where's Jim at? <laughs> Steve goes, you mean... Jim, nine o'clock sharp, Hazley. <laughs> you should sit. You should stay quiet up there. Why, why were we a little behind the times? Me? Yeah. Oh, y'all wanted to stop at Walmart. Oh. <laughs> I was ready to go at seven thirty in the morning. Take my truck to the other place and then yeah. be Your back. Your truck nearby. was supposed to be up there last night. It was supposed to be. They were. They wouldn't let me in last night, though. It turns out you didn't need. Remember, there was just a box. 
I called them. Yeah, I called right. that state park, and they said the gate closes at sundown. I even talked to the guy, and he said, no, our gate oh, yeah. closes at sundown, so you won't be able to leave your yeah. truck here. So we, had to, we, had to, we had to run a truck. Was, no, so anyways, we got there this morning. There was no code. There was no gate. There was no gate nothing. <laughs> you like could literally just plan. drive in, leave your truck right there, and we went on our merry way. If I would have known that all along last night, I would have gone straight there, left my truck, and I would have been here the whole morning. Well, <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Right? Hey, it all worked out. Yeah, man, we're here. So this is <clears throat> night one of our Swanee River fishing expedition. And uh, the first day on the river has been quite a day indeed. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, I had a really good time today. I, I missed out on doing it last year. And it's just, it's beautiful out here. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Untouched nature. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Until you turn a corner and then... Yeah, the, the the funniest part about being told that I was when 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 I figured out we weren't really as far in the middle of nowhere as we were is when we're just on that one long straightaway and there's that dude just sitting there fishing. <laughs> I'm like, where where did he come from? He's just sitting on the bank. <laughs> y'all saw him. Oh yeah, about two hours ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I, that was that was a reference point to how far to camp when I called Jordan. Oh, you were talking to me. Oh, was I talking to you? Oh, that was on my phone. Well, uh, I, well, you know, you know what's funny is uh, we pass that guy up and I go, I go, how you doing? He goes, good. I go, how's the fishing, man? You get you catch anything? And then we, it, we, we're just passing him up and the wind's blowing and I can't hear a damn thing he's saying. He's just like, oh, no, 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 no. And then I go, yeah, okay, all right, man. And then, and then uh, uh, Mike goes, you didn't hear a damn word he said, did you? I said, no, I didn't. I just said, yeah, okay. <laughs> I couldn't hear a damn thing. What was, he said. It, what, was he, so what was that old man saying to us when we passed by him? Something about, I think Jordan was talking with him a little bit. He said, I'm out here fishing, just getting out of the, out of the house, enjoying yeah, nature. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, I had the same conversation with him two, two hours later. And Will was like, oh, well, we're just floating and drinking beer. He said, two of the same, brother, two of the same. Yeah. <laughs> He probably so you were here before we got here. So he he might not even been there fishing. Yeah, some of the stuff that was getting yelled between canoe. You know, there's people up there. Their house is going. What in the heck is going on? What are these guys talking about? I'm about tired of paddling. And so I called Jordan up. I said, Hey, how far to how far to camp where y'all are at? He goes, Oh, we're here already. I said, Well, I just passed the guy on the side of the river. He goes, Oh, you got about two more turns, about two more straights that are about a mile long. And then you're going to make another straight and then a corner, and you're there. And I guess it was Will I was talking to, not Jordan, but that was that was the, the good old country. You know, head on down by the tree. Yeah. You see, you see Leroy there fishing yeah. on the side of the road. There'll be a mean yellow dog come out and chase your truck. That's right. <laughs> you're going to turn right there. You're going to go through all them S-curves. When you see the money hit a long road. A big right, right turn right there. Then you're going to hit that, that long straightaway. <laughs> when you see the young couple out in the water together. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know you're there. You'll know you're almost there. Who else saw those two out there in the water yeah. today? Yeah, they, were, they were in the water doing Steve it. said they was friggin' when he came by. Oh, no kidding. Huh? A little bit of I saw one they were on the way. 
she was uh she was doing the walk of shame back up the sandbar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw her yeah. walk of shame. He's sitting there waving his arms back. Yeah. Yeah. If we could just piece it together, we might walk have something in, going get on. Here. on and get out. Oh, we knew what was going on. Oh man, it was that. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. We had what three people take a swim? Yeah. No, we had four. Well, four. 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 Yeah. No, so. Three people flipped over. Four people went swimming. I actually, Steve, I saw you fall in. I didn't record it, but I, I was like, fall. I saw it. I saw it. I, I didn't Steve fall. jumped. I jumped. Steve. Because once I started getting unstable, I said, this shit ain't going in. I am. So, boom. He gracefully executed class. a wonderful back dive <coughs> off of the canoe to save the rest of the gear. We just got through saving Tristan. Go around a couple of curves. See him over on the side of the room, like, hey, man, you good? I flipped. <laughs> I know the rat. Right. Bottom of the canoe, man. Oh, dude, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That was ridiculous. That's an AKA flipper. And zigzag. Bro. <laughs> bro. And you can't even swim. I can't swim. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got the he's light jacket. He's got the life jacket on. It comes up, and I'm like, "Can you swim?" No. I'm like, "Oh God, this is not good." Can you canoe? No. Just, <laughs> Have you ever used that kayak? No, no. no. I just no. Thought it yesterday. How hard could it be? Have you ever heard of YMCA? No. Right. no. You never heard of YMCA? They'll teach you to swim. <laughs> Shit, there's one by my house. Teach you. I told him he should have joined the Navy. They'd have told him. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> like, mm. The Navy All will right. teach you how to tread water. So we had Sid Curtis on a couple weeks ago, and as the the. He's for an alligator podcast, and now he's inside just whipping up a mean meal. This is the night two of the Swanee River fishing expedition. Listen, I, I do have to point out before we get started that I told Jake, I said, you want to bring your cooler up? And he's like, no. I said, why? Because every time I bring my cooler around, everybody drinks out of it. His <laughs> <laughs> cooler gets carried up here. And it's sitting in the middle of us. <laughs> everybody and everybody's drinking Cooler's Light. <laughs> the best part, he's like, man, we look like some bitches. This guy put it on his shoulder and carried it all over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got 40, 40-something, 40 or, yeah, 40-something beers and 32 pounds of ice on his shoulder. So, you'll have <laughs> Me to... Me and Jordan carried it out of breath. <laughs> You'll have to uh, excuse the lack of sound quality this week because we are recording on a very mobile setup and we're sitting here on the porch uh, of a cabin that we rented at Lafayette Blue Spring State Park on the Suwannee River. And uh, we are definitely have been enjoying ourselves. It has been quite a dang trip. Day one had uh, a few tip of canoes. And, and I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's been a good trip. So you, you guys can now you should be able to hear the crickets and everything else going on out here. We're well out of the studio. Uh, it, we are off on the river. So with me tonight, I've got Mr. Matt Tippins. Yep. I got Mr. Jake Bigby. Hello. 
I got Jordan. Let's get it. And I got Mr. Trif- Tristan Hopkins. What's up? I just burned myself on the cigarettes. <laughs> 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 you didn't pick up you in the cigarette. No, I, I waved my hand and I bumped, uh, hit a cigarette and burned my finger. Not bad. But uh, day one was day one was a bit rough to start out with. Tristan uh, made it about what do you say, a hundred yards? Before he flipped his kayak <laughs> and yard sailed everything he had down into the river, mm-hmm. and then we uh, later that day we redistributed some of his things into another canoe with Adam, and uh, he got into the canoe with Adam, and he had all of his things on the kayak towed behind it, and then um, they uh, sank that canoe. <laughs> We had to play Fruit Ninja to find all their stuff in the river. So, yeah. so it's uh, it's been eventful, but you know I found a pack of a pack of snacks and I was able to snag a honey bun out of there. I was I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> oh, all I remember is like running down the riverbank with Sid after we'd heard him yelling, and then I remember like looking through the trees. And I see a blue box, and I turn to Sid and I said, stop, stop. Sid's running, I'm like, stop! He's like, what? I said, there's stuff in the river, go back to canoes. We, <laughs> only thing we can do for them is start getting their stuff. But we hit day two, so day one was what, 16 miles? Something like that. 14, 16 miles. Today was just shy of 10. Far better. Oh, yeah. We now have a baptized kayaker. He's been marinated. marinated in the Swanee River. <laughs> He's got a little bit more experience under his belt. We uh, we tied up in a nice uh, four canoe flotilla with a kayak attached to the side, and uh, we literally the only time we paddled today was to stay straight in the river, and we fished and floated, and it was wonderful. Watched some A10s fly over. That was nasty. The warthogs, yeah. That was crazy. Then we hit the day, uh, hit that little side spring, swam through some caves, swung, uh, swung off some rope swings. Which you guys will be able to catch that on TikTok. That's going to come up. We, we've been taking a lot of video and photos for you know social media stuff, and it's the TikTok come out of this be be a lot better than last year since Jordan was all by his lonesome. Yeah, <clears throat> got the fun crew with him this time. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> The beer salt, the beer <laughs> yeah. salt did not make it but two days. <laughs> yeah, we're out. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta think the amount of beer consumed in those two days. That beer salt had a hell of a life. <laughs> it did. It normally lasts six months for anybody just drinking. If you drink at least a six pack to a twelve pack a day, it'll last five to six months. Listen, everybody, be quiet talk- for a second. Hang on, hang on. Sid was singing in there cooking. He still is. Yeah. Guitar string. Yeah. <laughs> Sid, Sidney Curtis inside whipping up a nice mean meal going on in there. He done caught a catfish and a swanee bass. And this whole episode is going to be an episode just straight full of shenanigans. That's <laughs> Because once you, get rid, once you get past this night, I'm going to break out this same recorder tomorrow on the river while we float down the river. And it's just going to be a grand old time. 
Oh, yeah. Just listen that's, to that's the amount of beer pops in the one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this one thirty minute series we're filming right now. It's, it's going to be about an hour and a half, pops. hour and a half, two hour podcast. We'll just <laughs> 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 yeah, all the metal. Every single damn one of the beers are brought because they brought my cooler in here again. <laughs> So I'll tell you this: it, it, this this week's podcast has next to nothing to do with anything but just a good time on the river. And if you're listening to this and you weren't with us, man, we wish you were here. And it's going to happen again next year. And I hope that you could take the commentary from our five days on the river here and 50 miles we covered, uh, and and get a laugh out of it. And uh, really want to come out and join us next year because this is something that's it's it's truly beautiful watching the sturgeon clear three four feet of water and literally just sitting there levitating i mean we talked about it last year after you guys back came back levitating fish but man yeah it is not it, it's a it's a freaking sight to see dude totally different that's experience not, yeah. when you see it yourself i was gonna say oh, that, yeah like i told y'all last year i was like you guys like absolutely missed it because i went like I genuinely hoped, like as we, some of the places I passed, I remembered that people were like getting the same first experience that I got, like the feeling that I got. Yeah. But then I told William later on, I said, "Dude, it's so crazy how this is my first year, and I felt like I took so much in that first year, and then the second year down, it's the same experience, and I'm noticing completely different things that I never even noticed the first time." You want to tell us about the high water mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pay attention to the high water mark, so you the see crazy the high thing, water mark everywhere. Yeah. the crazy thing about the Swanee River, where we put in at uh, Swanee River Springs State Park, the high water mark is what forty-two feet. Yeah, something like that. So the cabin we stayed in the first night, we we showed up would have been flooded. We left Wednesday, right? We showed up Tuesday night, stayed in the cabin. The cabin was. 15 feet off the ground yeah and the water is. would have been over top of the cabin yeah so but you say the cabin 15 feet up off the ground you're also like from where that cabin sat straight out because it was on top of a hill yeah did you're easily a good 50 foot yeah above where the river currently sat yeah where we stood in the parking lot of that cabin we'd have been about 20 feet underwater yeah if not more yeah and that's insane. Now that was nineteen forty seven, I think Gene said. But that's just something to think about, you know. But you, when you do drive down through when you when you float down through here, you can see the high water mark on the ri- on the trees on the river. And it's insane. And that's I mean, that's a current high water mark. That's not nineteen forty seven flood stage high yeah. water mark. And it's crazy to see everybody's docks, how they've got them built with the different stages for the different water levels. Yeah, you got dang docks with with stairs going just zigzag down all the way to the water with different landings. So when the water comes up, they can use a different part of the dock. It's crazy, but the springs are beautiful. The river is nice and cool. The camps it, it on the, so we're using the Swanee River Wilderness Trail camps, and when we stop at the nights where we're not at a cabin. So tonight we're at a cabin. We've picked up our guys for the 30-mile trip. Um, we've or we've already done 20 of our miles, quote-unquote 20. And we picked up our guys for the 30-mile trip. 
to start tomorrow morning. We're in a cabin tonight, but tomorrow night we'll be in a Swanee, uh, Swanee River Wilderness Trail River Camp, which those camps, they still have running water, bathroom, showers, but those are elevated, plat- elevated screened-in platforms with a ceiling fan and a light. You've got power, but, dude, it is just... I slept like a baby last night. Oh, absolutely. Lucky. Well, you brought a bed sheet. I brought a sleeping bag. Hey. <laughs> I was trying to tough it out. It I'm sucked. pretty sure we talked on the phone yeah, for like an hour and a half one time about what we were bringing. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah, sucked. Yeah, yeah. I'm a cheap ass. I didn't want to buy, buy a sleeping bag. You paid for it. That's what happened. <laughs> I paid for it. I shivered my timbers all night. <laughs> I woke up about five. Five in the morning to go to the bathroom, and Matt says, "Turn, turn the ceiling fan off." He said, "Bud, I don't think that's gonna help. I can see my breath." (laughs) (laughs) But I I am absolutely stoked to get back on the river tomorrow. Float a palooza up again. Yeah, yeah. Daggum armada of, of boats and, and just have a grand old time and float the next. We got seven miles to do tomorrow? Eight? Eight. It's like 7.6. Eight. Eight miles to do tomorrow. Yeah. Plenty of swimming, plenty of fishing, plenty of drinking, and plenty of floating. I say we, we, we record one during the flotilla tomorrow. We are. Yep. So. We'll check back when back in with y'all tomorrow. We're on the river. Came to party. Look at this. Yesterday, Tristan wouldn't let go of the boat just to go piss. That was it. And Paul asked back up to catch up to us today. He's out there floating all alone. Now he said, fuck y'all. Yeah, he says, I got this figured out. <laughs> he said, I got my life jacket. I'm good. Are you doing that? Doing what? It's recording right now. Oh, I was talking about the whiskey. Oh, yeah, I passed Oh, we're passing around a <laughs> bottle of whiskey, too? Pass a bottle of whiskey, yeah. Oh, God. Tell a story, Be get careful, a shot. Jake. Breakfast whiskey. Hey, hey, your jig's hanging I'll off. I'll give there. you that, and you take, yeah, your, take your swig. Yeah. And then, uh, then get, the, get, this party get, the story, get the story rolling. This is this is day three of the 50-mile trip, day one of the 30-mile trip, and we are recording a podcast on the river. The Swanee River. The Swanee River. Swanee. <laughs> So I've got this little Tascam DR40X, which is what we're recording on out here, which is a lot better than when we started on a cell phone. But it's still, your sound quality is lacking, but you're getting a true experience because as we sit here and speak, fishing poles are getting cast, beer's getting drank, a bottle of whiskey's getting passed around the boats. We've got getting four canoes tied together and Tristan on the kayak yep. kind of floating off about 30 yards out. We're just rolling, literally going with the flow of the river. And we'll make our, our whole journey today without hardly paddling at all, except to keep us straight. And it's just a beautiful thing. Here. But I hear you got a, a mountain story. Oh, a mountain stock story. Glass right here. Anybody here ever been to Mount Mitchell? Nope. Where's it at? It's North Carolina. Highest point east of the Mississippi. <laughs> 6,684 feet above sea level. On the Blue Ridge? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I've been there. Yep. We, um, first time I went up there, I lived in Jack's Beach and had a buddy of mine. I got laid off because, you know, job was done and... Buddy mine says, "Yeah, man, you should go to uh, go to Mount Mitchell. It's awesome up there." Cork it. Hold on, cork it. So I said, "Okay." So I, you know, I couldn't get anybody to go with me. So I get to North Carolina and stop at the Welcome Station and reading about Mount Mitchell. It says, "Yeah, it's where you can drive almost to the top." It's the best way.
there and paid for four days for my truck. Took off up the mountain with my pack. What they don't tell you is it's 4,000 feet in elevation and five miles. <laughs> and it ain't like walking a Florida trail, that's for sure. It was a, it was a pretty um, strenuous uh, trip. So anyway, so I'm booking up there at the at the 5,000 foot level. It turns from uh, the Pisgah National Forest to Mount Mitchell State Park, and there's an old logging trail all the way around it at that elevation. This place called Commissary Ridge, so I sat there and ate my lunch, and it was oh, probably yeah. two o'clock. I left out at 7:15 in the morning. It was probably two o'clock when I got to Commissary Ridge. So I take off from there after I ate, sat down for about 30 minutes. I'm tired, but I said, you know, I got to get up here. And there's uh, 16 camp spots at at Mount Mitchell, and it's first come, first serve. So I'm booking up there, and I'm further I get, I hear kids, I hear cars, I hear all kinds of stuff going on and finally get up towards the top of the mountain it starts leveling off a little bit and got up to the uh, to the mountain to the top where there's a big parking lot and little rangers uh, it's actually a museum now and a, a concession stand and all kinds of crap so I'm talking to a couple of rangers and I asked them where the campground was and well, if you go past the um, go past the concession stand just follow the trail and it'll take you right to it so um, it's 3.30 now and they asked what time do you leave I said 3.30 man dude that's like record time so I feel like it I feel like it is <laughs> so I take off I go down this trail about 800 feet down about 800 feet back up and I come up beside the road that was about 200 yards from the parking lot that I just walked through after I'd already had my ass kicked <laughs> going up the first part, and uh, I get to the campground. 16 full, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, they're all full. It's like, shh. I get down to camp spot one, mm. and it's empty. So I threw my pack off and threw my tent up and pulled my whiskey out of the, out of the pack and sat down, and these guys, four guys come running up carrying two coolers. This spot taken, yeah. This what it wasn't a minute ago, so it is now. <laughs> they were all bummed out, but I felt good about it. <laughs> so, anyway, so that was Fourth uh, of July weekend. Got up the next morning, and it was thirty-six degrees. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was awesome. And when I pack, I pack you know with I pack light, but I pack with everything I need. Right. And uh, so that that was awesome. So. A couple of years later, I got a couple of friends of mine to go up. We go up there on Labor Day weekend. And we get up into the mountains. There's nothing but clouds and fog and rain. And this is, I mean, four days of it. I keep telling them, man, you're just not going to believe when this clears up. You're not going to believe your view. So finally, the day we were about to come back, I got up that morning at 6 o'clock, and it was beautiful. Again, it was in the 30s. But when you when you're sitting there's one spot we moved from one of the from the first spot we were after some other people moved but Camp Scott spot five has just an incredible view to the east. Yeah, it, it was awesome. And uh, so they're like, "Wow, man, I can't believe that." And that it's, you know, I said, "I've been telling you, man." So anyway, so that trip wasn't a very good one. So the next one we decided to park a, a vehicle in Burnsville, which is ten mountain tops. It's like probably 
20 miles. And between, after you go over the first five mountains, there's a deep gap. There's a shelter there. And it's, you know, closed on three sides and, and a roof and some plywood bunks. And um, so we're out here. We're just jacking around. And, uh, I spent some time up in North Carolina over that's the thing about this river. I know it. Lassie? That's not Lassie. That's Airbud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Airbud. Uh, Air well, Chance. Chance, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's the second dog I've seen since I've been here. He's just kind of randomly on the riverbank. Yeah. We, uh, I spent some time in North Carolina around the 4th of July. It is absolutely gorgeous, man. You know, 70 degrees for the high in the mountains during the day. High watermark. Getting cool at night. You gotta wear a sweater. I love it up there. You checking out these high water marks? Yeah, I do just want to point it out if y'all haven't been paying attention to the high water mark around here. <laughs> that ain't high, boy. <laughs> so this morning I walked down so, to this spring. So we go out there to, uh, to my wife. Deep Gap. Same one. And they get their stuff settled in. They're like, wow, wow man. Check out the sunset. It's awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah, the high what water marks. About what you? Feet the above shelter <laughs> faces east. <laughs> yeah. It was a moon rising. <laughs> they were thinking it was a sunset. What? Yeah, they were, they were that messed up. So we spent two days out there and then, you know, it was back in my youth. When, we, when, when the we partying were, was we a little were, harder? We were good at growing. We were real good at growing. That was now. back when a 75 Chevrolet was new, huh? <laughs> no, nah, it was 88. <laughs> it was 88 F 150. Five years later. Five years later. Get it right. The, uh, the high water caused this uh, flattening of the palmettos here. No, I uh, think that was a weed eater. That was an idiot. Yeah. Cutting the stabilization off the bank. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, those worms smell so bad. So anyway, so we need to dump them in the water. It was crazy, though, because every time we'd fire up a bull, these big ass flies would come out of nowhere. Big black flies. They wouldn't mess with us, but they were firing up a bull. Darn sure uh, enjoying ourselves, or something, I guess. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> buddy Jack, Jake just lost a fish. Uh, try again. He's I lost my lure, too. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you brought extras. We got to get this one for the podcast. So, anyway, we, uh, we started. As if there wasn't enough of those during it last night. And Jack's all hung over. He's sick. He's like, man, I think I'm going to be sick. I don't think I'm going to be sick again. He's puking everywhere. It's like, God dang. These college guys came along. Carry my pack back to back to where our truck is. These three of them are like, no man, no, sorry. One guy says, how much? Jake. He said fifty dollars. You give me seventy, I'll do it. He strapped that joker on and was gone. You know we told him we were <laughs> Jack the whole way just stumbling. It took us three times as long to get back there, but um, man, the berries. There were berries everywhere, and you know what comes with berries? Bears. That's right. Big old piles of bear uh, evidence. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> but like it, it was awesome, man. If you ever twenty feet up, we, yeah, we um, they're black and, and red raspberries up there. Oh yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. When they're ripe, they're awesome. There's nothing better. I but love, it, I love it, finding them. In fact, I smashed some of them and mixed with so, tequila. I'll tell you another thing we did. We took my buddy Charlie down to Georgia one year. Oh my gosh. A good blackberry patch. Right. He picked a gallon bag That's full right of blackberries. There. 
and went home because he, he makes he made some moonshine. Right. He went home and made blackberry brandy. Nice. With him. Oh God, that was so good. Those fresh picked blackberries out of them out of them bushes in Georgia, take them back to Tennessee and make some blackberry brandy. That was killer. Killer. I think we're gonna we're, we're fixing to pull up all the thing. We got some dead rose bushes in front of our house. Right. We're gonna pull them up and plant uh, blueberry bushes. Cool. That way, at least they're functional. Yeah. You know? so they'll come the, back every year. They like the acidic soil. Yeah. Back there yeah. yeah and the big thing is just keep them uh, keep them mulched with hardwood mulch. Yeah. And that'll make all the difference in the world. Keep them mulched and wet. And, and get them get have some bushes we can actually do something with. They they'll bloom pretty for the fruit. Yep. You can go out there so and fruit. so could you use like a you say hardwood, like a cedar mulch? Because cedar mulch uh, keeps the bugs away, too. You don't want to use cedar. No? You don't want to use just oak, oak. You know, if you catch, catch any of the recycled places that grind trees. There's one in a popka. That's the best. Tristan, you stuck, bud? We used to sell a bunch of that. Okay. We used to, we, my, my boss. Come latch back on. I got to throw that into bids every time I find one that's in a, like, heavily populated area I can't burn so I gotta right. find somewhere it's gonna take all my grinded mulch. Hmm. Oh, you get another one? No. Oh yeah. Got Is that a big one? Get it in the mud. Yeah boy that's an eater. That's, that's a yeah. swanee bass. You want a picture with your swanee bass? Nah. Dude that is a good size right there. Heck yeah. I'll get one later. That's oh. Oh, he's in the boat. Maybe you will. <laughs> Jake, this is a swanee bass that's flopping around down here. This is this is one that's highly protected. protected. Yeah. Nope. No, they're not highly protected. <laughs> Look, that's a swanee bass. See how small right, yeah, his head, like yeah, this portion like his head narrow. is to his body. Yeah, yeah. See, he looks yeah. like a small mouth. It's actually yeah. properly proportioned, not like well, a large you, mouth. Yeah, but you look at a large mouth. Yeah. I'm talking to you. The difference seeing that in a large mouth. Damn. Nice. No. Oh. No. Oh. You gotta flip him in faster. You gotta be faster than that. Hey man, give me that white. <laughs> We're just nailing him on beetle spins out here. Two, two fat bluegill. Damn it, Jake. Nice swanee bass. What was that? A bluegill? Yeah. Ow. No, that might have been a small bass too. It looked like it. Putting them on the stringer. Here, Making Jake. for dinner tonight. Tie us back up. This, this has been such a, it's such already. an awesome trip, Hold man. I've really never been something like a guy's got a pole holder. Well, know? I didn't want to put it in your face. I know uh, you like that stuff, but it, it's it's just been such a great trip, floating and enjoying the scenery. Here, I would say the scenery. Now, he talks about the scenery in the mountains, but the the scenery on this yeah, river is it's gorgeous. Yeah, this is cold front moving through, by the way, guys. Yeah, uh, so it's a good thing. Matt has his sleeping bag. Sleeping bag, yeah. So first I got one now. The first night we're on the river, Matt brought a freaking bed sheet. Not a blanket, just a bed sheet. Like the one you have under your comforter. And it got down to about 50 There's degrees. There's a big one. That's a tight And I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom. And he says, turn the fan off. I said, buddy, I don't know that it's going to make any difference because I can see my breath. I don't know where my phone went. Today, Junior. It's right there beside you. Top of the cooler. My cooler. Oh. <laughs> Wrong boat. But we just get out here in the river. We got four canoes tied together and just float. At the, at the pace of the we, at the pace the river goes, we'll make our seven miles today. And just float. Four hours. Yeah. 
We're about to hit a dang tree or something there, boys. Might want to paddle oh, around. That's a rock. That, that's a rock. Boys. Oh, yeah. We guess we're going to float it. Yeah. yeah. We'll be all right. We got the angle on it. We're going to just barely nose it, maybe. If you guys, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, that sounds like a great time, guess what? Next year, we're doing it again. This is, this is definitely... Also, keep in mind that there's a lot of... Not everybody has to, but we have consumed a decent amount of... Beer. Beer throughout the whole... I was going to say alcohol, because... Oh! There's the rock! Shit! Oh, good. Hey, yeah, man, that, don't that, be pushing uh, my canoe over. <laughs> I was trying to keep you off the rock. Okay. We almost lost we hit it. A, exactly yeah, we story. hit a pretty solid rock right there. <laughs> the boys yeah, almost got wet down there. That's where I need to feed a fish. I'm glad we're recording right now because, man, this just, it makes such a great episode when it's done. <laughs> this is just I'm looking forward to mashing all this together and making just a killer episode. This is just pure, and it's... <laughs> pure essence. We, yeah. we have exited the studio in the we expensive are, microphone. We are, now, we are now floating backwards down the river after the rock turned Again, again for the second time. Yeah. But we're still going in the right direction. Yeah. We're still, well, we can't, yeah. yeah. So we're too lazy to paddle. So I learned some interesting canoeing uh, tactics this morning. If for some reason your canoe does go underwater... You can still climb in it filled with water, keep all your shit in it, and row back to shore. I also learned how to do a tea save. Oh, yeah. That's Steve teach you that? No, uh, Jim. <laughs> yeah. With another canoe? Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I learned this back in Boy Scouts, oh, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. But it's been a while since I had to, uh, to learn that. It was nice to have a refresher course from our local scout leader. It might not be a bad idea at some point this summer to just hold a canoe class. Yeah. Make With sure to invite Tristan. Hey, well, yeah, Tristan? well, I mean, he's from, he comes from Fort Bragg. He can drive down for that. But hold a canoe class for people that want to go next year, and we can talk, we can do a tea rescue, we can show you how you can actually sink a canoe but not sink a canoe. Just so people understand. I mean, the first day we lost, your, Adam, your ass's canoe went completely under. Yep. We had another, uh, another guy flip his canoe. Tristan flipped his kayak. So, it's probably not a bad idea to, to hold a dang event during the summer, have people show up with canoes. Let's go over some... Go out on a little lake and... Yeah, just go out on a lake and do some canoeing tactics. <laughs> canoes are, are very versatile and very safe, if you know what turtle? you're doing. Yeah, you can get the slingshot. So you see that turtle Late on that log? Where's my slingshot? Steve, you want to give us a little bit of a pass? Yeah, I'm about to take I see him, I see him. I'm getting a slingshot ready. Trucker's hefty. We're going to have turtle soup tonight, boys. But it's, it's just been a really enjoyable time. Think I can make the long shot? No. You want to bet? Go get, go get Tristan. We'll make it. No, I can't make a shot at all. Big Jake's in the way. Bounce it off his head. Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> Got me some hillbilly for dinner. <laughs> that didn't go far. It went all the yeah, way to the tree. Yeah. It hit right here to the right of it. It lost we're, we're the velocity though. I didn't pull it, I didn't pull it all the way back. 
There's thought I heard a splash back here. There's two up there, and you're turning right for them. So I'll, I'll give it. you this this slingshot I There's got one. is from Simple Shot. Oh, this is one by the end. Yeah. And it is a grown man's slingshot for sure. We kind of need to do a tip of the week, right? We can do a tip of the week now. Yeah, don't tip. Yeah, don't yeah, tip. Don't tip, tip yeah. <laughs> That's the best tip. But I'll tell you, if you come on the trip next year, start thinking about the way you're going to pack, and you want to. You can bring everything you need and still not bring a lot of stuff, right? We, you got guys that brought camp stoves. Jordan and I packed the MSR pocket rocket in our jet boil. And you can take that MSR pocket rocket, which is a little stove eye. It fits in like a, a three inch by two inch case. And I made coffee with it the other morning. They, they work great on the little jet boil butane tanks. Uh, but look at your stuff and, and try try look at everything you think you want to buy and then try and find it in a smaller package. We got um, sleeping bags packed down real small, sleeping in hammocks. And every night we're on the river, we're in a dang uh, cabin of some sort. When we're not in the actual cabins where we were, like last night, we uh, we're staying in river camps that are screened in little cabin type things with uh, electricity and ceiling fans. Ceiling fans. Light. Supposed to have bathrooms, but like, you, <laughs> you lose my, lost beetle, my spin? beetle spin. All right, that's like the fourth lure you've lost. That was a brand new. One. I'm thinking you, you don't need know how to tie, to tie a knot. You a knot, Adam? No, I'm I mean, because he tied the knot on this one yesterday. It ain't gone nowhere yet. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. We might have got crossed up right here, Jake. No, I got out of there quick. I'm starting to think it's my line. That's the goal. Get in and get out. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of line over here. I got some spider wire you can put on that. I feel like yeah, we're kind of sitting yeah. still right now. Yeah, we're moving. We're floating. Just very, very, very slow. Anybody else got a tip they want to give before I cut it off? Bring plenty of beer. Uh, make sure that you know how to actually canoe or kayak before you yeah. go yeah, on the trip. Yeah, trust kayak three yeah. days prior to the trip. And, and make sure you know how to water. swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And swim. If you can't swim, bring a life jacket. Or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're within a uh, shot of them. Yeah, you're within. Nah, but in, in all serious, uh, enjoy the enjoy the view, man. It's don't gone. get so it's don't get so gone. into it that you can't just enjoy the what's gone the scenery the itself. Mm. Well, we'll catch you guys when we get back on this thing. It's, it's going to be a few days worth of episodes and all wrapped into one. I just landed a good bath. You know the, the only difference between Florida man and all the other people. What's that? Florida. We laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say everything that happens in Florida is uh publicized. Yeah, it's public. It's public, so That's right. Just don't stay in Florida. You know, regarding news, how are we the most redneck? We we're probably going to, and, uh, and you know, when it comes to news and shit, like Miami. Everyone's That's always like, like, no, no, it's, it's because Florida, everything, it's, everything, it's because in, everything's public. All of our shit's public. Everything it's in Florida public. is public record. A lot of states Literally, don't have that. everything like, is public record. I guarantee record. you, there's like, we can't be that bad. Everyone, even in, in other states, they're like, oh, fucking Florida. Yeah. You're like, you know, dude, we're not that. We can't be that bad. Well, we are because shit rolls downhill. Where are we at the map? And if you haven't noticed, if you start say up North Florida at the border and roll south by the time you get to Key West it's almost like uh, what's that movie from Vietnam the fucking love the swamp napalm in the morning uh, oh uh, Apocalypse Now Hamburger Hell Apocalypse Now Apocalypse Now Apocalypse Now the further you go up the river the crazier it gets it's the same way in Florida the further south you get 
And if you've ever been to Key West or in uh, Fantasy Fest, that's the epic. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's, there's no. So they pulled out all the stops. Anything all right. Near, anything near the edge of the border. Yeah. In Florida, never more than 100 yards from the, from the beach, which is the, the ultimate edge, right? So everything is magnified. In the, yeah. I think every asshole from every state moves to Florida. <laughs> no, but every every state has their red. I mean, their rednecks and their craziness and their bullshit. You know what I mean? And but they, somehow we just always make the news and everyone knows about us. They're like, oh, Florida man, fucking. Bull, Drops an alligator you know, through the McDonald's yeah, window. an alligator in the 7-Eleven parking lot or something. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck? Listen, I only meant to do that one time, and I wasn't supposed to get caught. Let me get you guys to introduce yourselves. I was able to I reach myself. Yeah. Oh, we'll shit. start at the far right canoe and work our way to the left. I'm Al. Uh, hello, everyone. Al's been on before. Yeah. yeah. Al's Al been on, only uh, shows up for the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike from Orlando via Alabama. Associated with you guys. I'm Steve Miller, Space Cowboy, Gangster Love. Some people call me Maurice. Woo! Oh, come Rodman on, man. Day. You got an official title. You got I'm a president too. of Save Rodman Reservoir. And we just out here having fun floating down the river. I'm your host, Will Krebs. In front of the canoe. Oh, co host, Jordan Krebs. Let's get it. Jake. Jake Bigby. I'm here. Jake from State Farm. He's been and on clear. a couple times. I'm here. Jacob H. Christ. Matt running, Tippins uh, from Panama City. Turning water to high school course life. Matt Tippins from Panama City. We got Adam Curtis, Longwood, Florida. Jim. Jim. Steve. Got Steve. I'm, I'm famous in a small circle of friends. <laughs> <laughs> None of you guys are in it, though. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. That's why we never heard of it. Not part of the cool crowd. <laughs> and Gene, back here in the back. And Tristan. 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 Gene Weldon. Gene Weldon conscious. Yeah, here comes here comes Tristan Hopkins, fresh out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Professional kayaker. Yeah. Now. <laughs> AKA, AKA Flipper. A marinated yeah. veteran. Yeah, he has been well marinated in the Swanee River. After dumping twice in the first day. Hey man, he's a seasoned hey vet now. Marinated. 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 <laughs> Olympic kayaker. Yeah. Olympic swimmer. Olympic cave diver. Cave diver. <laughs> cave diver. Gator yeah, he did. So Tristan, Tristan really can't swim at all. But Tristan swam through the caves on the first spring that we came up to. We just saw a sturgeon, Joe. I, I heard that. Yeah, off to our uh, three o'clock. That's one of the coolest things I think that I've seen out here is, you know, we talked last year and you guys went about the, it, the, the podcast was titled Levitating Fish. But when you really see one of those dang four foot, five foot sturgeons clear three, four feet of water and just hang there for a minute and then slap back down, sounds like a 22 going off. That is one of the greatest things about this river. The Swanee River is one of the last wild rivers left in the southeast. In fact, it's one of the last wild rivers left in the United States. We haven't dammed it. We haven't screwed with it. It pretty much runs the same way it ran when uh, you know Europeans got here. And that's one of the reasons the sturgeons still thrive here is they can come up and breed. They slide up underneath these limestone shoals, and that's where they lay their eggs. And if it wasn't for place like the Swanee, we probably wouldn't have done it. That's one of the craziest things about it. You look at the banks that are floating down here, and it seems like there would be a decent shoreline, right? But 
Make that another beer back here, Jake. Hear me. You look at the banks here, hey. and it seems like there's a decent beach, but you walk out maybe two feet, and you're seven, eight feet deep. This river gets deep quick. Yeah, it goes from zero to, like, fucking six foot and, like, nothing. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I do want to point out that, real quick, that the last recording we did was, uh, Jake was complaining because everybody was drinking out of Jake's cooler. <laughs> We're just now pulling eight beers out of Jake's cooler. Right ev- in from the high for, water line on our yeah, canoe, though. For the, the whole entire flotilla is getting passed out of Jake's cooler right now. <laughs> There's seven canoes tied together right yeah. here in a kayak. And everybody's getting passed out of... He is, man. He's turning the Swanee River water to ice cold, cold, ice cold Coors Light. But the cool thing about this river is if you look on one side, it's sandy. And on the other side, we're... You know, you know what? Um, so it's interesting to uh, mention for anyone who wants to come out here, and it probably changes depending on what time of the year you come out, but some of us were fishing with worms and having a little bit of luck. And then Jake... What were you fishing with? Beetle spins, baby. A beetle spin, baby. Yeah. And this guy beetle was juice, having beetle juice, beetle a monster day. We've been slamming, beetle, slamming fish on beetle spins today. Some of us suck no matter another what. Swanee river, <laughs> uh, another Swanee River rarity is the Swanee bass. Oh, yeah. We got two Swanee bass in the cooler. They're not that rare. We caught one. So <laughs> in legal size. They're not yeah, that legal rare. Legal size, yeah. yeah. So Sydney caught one yesterday. And I thought they were protected, so we threw it back. And then we found out we could keep five of them. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. We got two now. Yep. But Jordan. the Swanee bass has been hitting on the beetle spin for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think we're looking at? About five pounds of fillets at this point? Oh, for easy. Sure. Yeah, easy. Bluegill bass. Hey, Jake said, and we got 10 pounds of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I got some instant mashed potatoes too. I remember somebody saying potatoes on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Last night, he's like, like out of nowhere, he's like, oh, hey, I brought 10 pounds of potatoes. And everybody's like, turns and looks at him. And he's like, somebody on the conference call said bring potatoes, so I brought 10 pounds of potatoes. (laughs) I well, to cook them, I don't know, but. Throw them to fry, Daddy. Matt, how's your ice doing after three days of dry ice on ice? It is still freezing everything you put in there. There we go. 15 pounds That's of dry new ice. 15 pounds of dry ice. Okay, he's, so uh, you just went a little overboard. He's freezing beer straight solid. You leave it in the cooler too long. Hey. Oh, oh you got to work out. So I would ask, like, if you were going to do it again, oh, would I you use know, that full, much? Full asparagus snacker. I'd probably break it up into pieces. Yeah. So I have officially lost my title as Fair Gold is. Beer King. Yeah, that's only Jim. Yeah. Good stuff. Had a Candace. Why'd you lose you're it? You're always the Cold Beer King. You know why? You know why you're the Cold Beer King? Yeah, but it's yours all. Because your cold beer is always cold. is not frozen. Yeah. And you old Matt came frozen, this so is, we got to ding him first. Points on that. If it's not drinkable. Then, then I mean, I like up. when other people are debating your your championship you as cold to beer take king. A beer out of the cooler and let it fall like, <laughs> before you can drink it. Jake's you do. I'm listening. The first time we had Jake in the studio, I was drinking a slushy beer out of we're talking like a, like a sit a sit go igloo. Probably sick twenty six degree beer. Like, I was yeah definitely. 
It was like drinking a slushy, and it was out of a sit-go cooler. We are currently floating sideways down the Swanee River. Yeah. Fishing every week. sideways. Not a paddle in the water. Eating asparagus from the can. Yeah, Three eating days asparagus. Three and days Tristan's in. like our bodyguard, because he's been circling oh, this whole time. We were, he's like we our lifeguard. He's left like civilization. Yeah. Your third day in, you're, you oh, forgot. It's like damn Lord of the Flies out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid somebody pulls a barge full of something useful down the river because we're going to piracy that fish on their <laughs> bowl. Especially if it's beer nice. Our pirates are on the You know what? I got, I'm going to start it tonight. We're going to record. I want to I'm get him to tell that pirate story again. Yeah, that's a great story. i got to record that story. Don't forget me. I will say, I don't make my editing job too hard. Listen. I am the only one that is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, listen. Listen. While they did have you're also the only one who got kidnapped and asked for you. That kid is very good. 17 years of it. Well, 17 years of it, true. And he paid for it every year. That's right. Yeah, you can't rape the willing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Jim almost died right there. Does he have all the fish with Hey, he almost pulled no, the trigger. No, they're in our boat. Steve's in his life. Yeah. Right. Hey. Fuck him anyways. Here it is. We'll catch you guys later. Here it is, Flipper. <laughs> yeah, just be quiet and listen. So. Laugh when appropriate. Yes, absolutely. We, was it night one on the river? We heard this, the original story of the SS Shame, and we didn't get it recorded. Lady Shame. Lady Shame, sorry. <laughs> we need to hear it again. This, the pirate adventure. Okay. So, uh, yeah, me, me and Ryan here, I think I was about 16 or so. He was 18 or 19. <clears throat> um, really into pirates. Watched a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow, the whole thing. All the uh, African warlord stuff, dogs of war, yeah. blood diamond, <laughs> lord of war, all that shit too. Yeah, so the plan was, hey, let's get a boat, we'll sail over to Africa, we'll start a diamond mine, things should go well. And But step one was getting a boat. So we went up to a uh, little boat yard, and um, this is in Fort Pierce, Florida, by the way. So we go up to a little, little uh, boat yard, and a lady come, comes walking out, she's kind of meeting with us, she's just like, hey, can I help you? Yeah, sure. Uh, got any free boats? And she just kind of looks at us. She's like, uh, "Yeah, come, come back here. I'll show you this big boat." So she brings us this huge, big ass. It's thirty-eight feet. This gigantic sailboat. It's got two masts. And so we're we're looking it over, and the whole deck is just a sponge, dude. When you're walking through, you're gonna fall like you fall through at any point. Um, and the inside, the had like exploded there's oil everywhere everything's just rotten and disgusting there's roaches the whole deal and so we're kind of looking at each other and we're thinking hey you know i think uh we'll probably clean this thing out in a weekend we'll, we'll empty it all out next weekend we'll rip the top off and we'll build it back up it should be about a two-week project so we go back down and tell the lady she goes huh like this guy's he's left it here for 20 or 30 years never paid on it we just want it out of here how quick do you think you can get it out so we looked at her and we said oh this, two weeks. yeah this is a two-week project we'll have it out of here too she's like oh that's really impressive are you guys like construction workers are you shipwrights what's the deal and we look at her and we just go yeah uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
And so uh, we start working on it. And anyway, fast forward four months. Two weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and they had actually, uh, they realized pretty quick we were full of shit. Um, but they ended up actually really liking us. So they helped us. They kind of moved us into the good part of the good part of the um, the boatyard where there was the tools and the oil disposal and all that stuff. And everybody around us kind of started to get liking us as well. So they they kind of the guys that actually knew what the hell they were doing would uh, give us some pointers, give us some extra materials, stuff like that. Well, we ended up kind of gutting the whole thing, totally empty, and we rebuild the deck. There's no engine. There's no nothing on this. Alright, uh, yeah, so the, um, there's no engine in the thing, it's totally gutted, and we have rebuilt the top, uh, and we decided to christen the thing, name it, uh, the, the Lady Shame, so we did the whole, we did the whole thing, dude, the champagne thing, there's a whole thing where you put a coin at the, at the mass for good luck, all this shit, and, um, we had Ryan's dad take the pontoon boat, or his pontoon boat, and he actually just basically just towed us out to a little inlet in the Indian River um, where a bunch of people had moored off their, their sailboats. Um, so we just kept it out there, just anchored it off for a few weeks, and we're just kind of doing a bunch of spot checks, making sure everything's right and tight and it's, and it's going to float and it's looking good. And uh, one day we're out there, and I just kind of look at Ryan. I'm like, hey, man, let's, uh, let's take this baby out. Let's sail, let's sail this up the coast. And uh, whenever we'll just sail up north, and whenever we, we'll anchor off, and we'll take the John boat in, and we'll sleep on the beach or whatever. Now, keep in mind, man, we had never sailed a day in our life. <laughs> um, never really been on a boat. But anyway, we take this thing out, and uh, we drop the sails, and Ryan's back there steering, and we were actually doing pretty damn good. Uh, it was a really, really light breeze, but we were actually tacking the thing up. Uh, upwind out of the jetty and uh, you know I'm like messing with the sails getting them nice and tight and everything's looking great and uh, we actually had other sailors uh, people in their sailboats with their sails down getting out of the jetty and all of them stopped you guys on sail power I'm like fuck yeah we're on sail power <laughs> so they go like, oh hell yeah and then they would tool <laughs> up <clears throat> well man we were about out, we were doing great we were just like this is amazing we're going to Africa baby and uh, we're about 100 yards out from the jetty, and this huge barge comes barreling through into the jetty. We hit this enormous wave, and so we go up and just smash. And Ryan had rigged up a, a kind of cheesy cable steering system. And uh, when we hit hard, the, all those cables slipped right off. So we had absolutely <laughs> yeah, I just, no... I just steer super hard in the wake of that thing to ride it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the extra torque was just too much, and one of the, one of the sides of the cable just flopped off, and we lost that side of steering. I didn't know until I got full to the other side and lock out the steering before I realized, oh, shit, we have no steering whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, dude, and I, we weren't smart enough to drop the sails or anything either, so the sails are still up. <laughs> and we end up just smacking into the into the jetty and just bouncing off of it and so I actually jump out of the boat I'm like I'm gonna push us off of the jetty and so I get in there and I'm like trying to shove it off you know um sail's still up sail's still up I'm there trying to shove it off it's just smashing up against these huge rocks anyway I jump back up and I see Seto and the guy's like take the line don't ever take the line by the way unless you 
have really, lots of money. You've really <laughs> thought this out, and you have lots of money, yeah. Um, so we grab the line, and uh, they start towing us back to where uh, to where we had moored it off. Before even that, that guy, he's sitting there hanging out with us. The sheriff shows up in their boat, and he's super sketched out. He's like, your registration sticker looks legit, but your numbers aren't stickers. I was like, yeah, I put stickers on. They fell off for some reason, and I finger-painted them, the numbers on. But the registration's good. He's like, yeah, it's not showing up in the system yet. I was like, yeah, I literally just registered it, like, yesterday. So maybe it hasn't gone through yet. I don't know. All right, and then he's doing his thing, checking on stuff. Coast Guard shows up. They were just so happy to finally get the boat out with the M60 machine gun on the front. They were ready. They had more guns than I've ever seen in one place in my life. And they were all pointed at us. And they decide they need to board us. And uh, so they hop on and they want to go down inside. And like, is there, you got anything in there? We're like, dive gear. Literally, we had to use dive gear to go pull the anchors up and uh, to set sail that day. And that's it, that's all that's down there is dive gear. And so the guy <laughs> looks down and he's like, sees our homemade steps that are all wobbly and janky and whatnot. He's like, am I gonna die if I go down there? And we're like, maybe. <laughs> so he just goes down, looks around, be sure there's no Cubans or drugs. And he sees the bilge has got a little bit of oil in it. And so that's when the ticket writing process started. As they decide, like, who's responsible for screwing us and taking us to Guantanamo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Cito guy takes us back to, back to where we're moored. The sheriff takes off. He doesn't care because now it's a Coast Guard thing. And they want to do everything they can to charge us with piracy and take us to Gitmo. Because the government apparently looks at terrorism and piracy as the same thing, essentially. And uh, all we had was a pirate flag on the boat, too. So that didn't <laughs> help. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, they take us back and we're moored off. I don't have any paperwork, anything. I left my ID with the dive shop to, to get my dive gear. For whatever reason, I decided that was the thing to leave with them, because they always want some sort of like collateral in case you don't come back. Right. But uh, yeah, so that's what I left with them. No ID, no paperwork for the boat. So they held Tyler hostage at gunpoint for a while, and uh, had me take my little John boat row back to shore. In which case, I had to. I realized at that point I left my keys for the jeep on the boat. But my phone was tucked under the seat, so I get a hold of my mom. I'm like, hey, I need to run over to the house and grab my all my papers, everything, for the boat, and meet <laughs> us out here uh, by where we're moored off. Okay. Sometime later, she shows up. I get all that stuff packaged up, take it back, and show the Coast Guard guys, like, yeah, we're, we're legit. We just built this thing. We just did all this stuff. Here's all the paperwork. The other guys were like, you can't just build a boat yeah. and sail a boat. Incorrect. Like, why? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, yeah, we, they, exactly they eventually uh, kind of let us go with a very, very long CVS, you know, receipt-style ticket of all this stuff. You need to have all these stickers about discharging oil. You need to do this, this, and this. You need lights for running at night and all this sort of stuff. And it's okay. And they kind of left us alone and, and gave me a period of time to correct all that stuff. But... As that's going on, we're continuing to prepare for this trip. Uh, what was it, Tropical Storm Wilma or something blew through? And our boat ended up in like some sort of cyclone, apparently. 
tied up with some other hobo with his tiny boat. They were twisted up and ended up on shore. Our boat had his pinned up against like the seawall of the uh, local sewage treatment plant. And uh, this dude, he got so pissed, he started pumping his wastewater into our boat. We just, the, the, there was no hope of getting the boat off. We ended up having to wait for the October or September, whatever, super tide to roll in before we could use my dad's boat to tie a line to the mast and roll the whole boat over and drag it off. But uh, in the meantime, too, that guy, he was trying to strip parts off the boat. We damn near had a fight between me and Tyler throwing his tools into the water. In uh, the sewage treatment plant, we had a plan to crane the boat out of there, but they wouldn't let us put a crane on property except for certain times of the day which I can't just afford to rent a crane and an operator and all that and have them at, at, at a whim. So it was like, I need like my uncle who is a crane operator licensed and insured and my dad who can get a hold of a crane through his rental company. And all, I need to piece this together on like a Saturday afternoon. And the uh, wastewater guy's like, yeah, no, nobody's gonna be here for that. So you can't do that. So all right, can I chainsaw the boat apart in place? No, no, you can't do that because that's going to be some sort of environmental disaster. So it came down to we had to uh, drag the thing off with my dad's pontoon boat, which that luckily worked out. We also found out, according to the FWC, that Square Knot is responsible for more deaths than anything in history, apparently. <laughs> what was that? What was that dude's name? Do you remember him? Uh, no. Like McFarlane or something. He always talked about how he played the bagpipe stuff. FWC yeah, officer. The but yeah, he said uh, we had tied some square knots on the boat. He goes, Square knots? More people die from square knots than any other knot. <laughs> Didn't know people died from knots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so there you go. But yeah, so I guess, to, I guess you know, to wrap this thing up, we ended up putting it up on Craigslist <laughs> for like a free or for trade. For a dollar. For a dollar. There was some legality thing I had found. I had to sell it for a dollar. I couldn't give it away. So this guy calls us up and he's like, "Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take it." We're like, sweet, done deal. He goes, I'll, uh, "And for uh, for that, I'll, I'll let you guys do a one-time use of my tattoo machine." <laughs> we're like, "Okay, cool." So we go over to his house and we're sitting on his kitchen kitchen floor. He just hands us the thing. He's like, "Yeah, you guys got like an hour, and then I gotta go." And uh, so me and Ryan, I tattooed like some. Maori shark teeth around yeah. his knee, and Ryan tattooed Odin's raven on my thigh. And uh, but uh, you know we, that deal went through, and a couple of years later, though that thing sunk right in the middle of the right in the middle of the bridgeway. So people haven't having to dodge the thing as they were coming in and out of the jetty and stuff. And so they called up Ryan again. So Lady Shame again rears her ugly head. <laughs> Luckily, he had all the paperwork and stuff, but man, yeah, I guess, uh, I think we covered the lady shame. The moral of the story is? Build a boat and sail it with no experience. <laughs> <laughs> like Nike says, just do it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys retelling that for us. And it's, yeah, it's, man. It's been a fun trip. We're on our last day waiting on the outfitter to come pick us up. We done paddled our entire 50 miles or 30 miles, depending on how when you caught up with us and Ooh, it's been fun. Yeah. Wait till you hear the Christmas haggis story. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll say that for next time. Okay. We'll catch you guys next week.